Welcome in, Bleed at Tech Blue uh, Podcast Edition. BC, Ben Carlisle, publisher, bleedtechblue.com. Joining you on this Friday morning. Of course, a lot going on in Louisiana Tech Athletics since we last spoke to you back on February the 8th uh, as we wrapped up Season 14 of Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Uh, of course, Louisiana Tech looking for a new head men's basketball coach after a 24 and 10 finish to the 2021-2022 season. Eric Conkle making his way to Tulsa. And, and you know, you look at this Louisiana Tech basketball program. Um, you start 6-0 and in conference play. A, bi- a big game on January the 22nd with UAB coming to town. UAB's the favorite in the league. Uh, Louisiana Tech, Tech picks second in the league. Um, you know, what was that 15-4, and 6-0 and start in conference play a, a little bit of fool's gold? I think that's a possibility, but also I think Eric Conklin and staff deserve a lot of credit for some of the success that they were able to have following the knee injury that Isaiah Crawford suffered early in the year. But that UAB game on January the 22nd, from that point forward, Louisiana Tech finished its regular season at 6-6. Six and six. So you get into conference tournament time, you finish third in the West Division. Uh, you're wondering how this Louisiana Tech team will respond. Uh, you get Marshall the opening night. Marshall's talented. Dan D'Antoni's a kind of a goon. But Louisiana Tech, 10-point win. Didn't feel that close, to be quite honest with you. Marshall started the game uh, pretty hot from behind the three-point line, but it didn't feel like uh, that was a 10-point game. It felt like Louisiana Tech was in control uh, throughout the duration of that. When you move to the quarterfinals on Thursday against Western Kentucky, it was a typical Louisiana Tech-Western Kentucky game. Uh, both teams getting up and down the floor. Ultimately, Louisiana Tech was able to get some stops late. Win that game 59-57. And then final or semifinal Friday, 11.30 a.m., North Texas. Mean Green had defeated the Bulldogs twice in the regular season. Bulldogs get some revenge, 42-36. Uh, I think Tech scored two points in the first 10 minutes of that game. Uh, I guess scoring 40 points in the last 30 minutes isn't that spectacular as well. But uh, really highly, highly uh contested defensive battles between these two teams which it is uh nearly every time that they play tech came out 42 36 set up a championship matchup against uab ncaa tournament berth on the on the line can tech get back to the dance for the first time since 1991 well not if jelly walker had anything to say about it and he did uh scores 27 points 18 of those coming in the first half uh, UAB wins 82-73. Uh, Michael Erdl was also big in the second half for the Blazers, scoring 13 of his 15 points. Now, no no postseason bid. You don't make the NCAA tournament 31 years running. We'll get there one day. No NIT bid. A little disappointing. Finished 24-10, third in the NIT. Uh, season ago, finished third in Conference USA, make a run to the championship game. Don't get the bid. Season over. Let's start prepping for 2022-2023. Not so fast, my friend, Eric Conkle, headed to Tulsa. Uh, am I surprised that Eric Conkle left? A uh, little bit, maybe, possibly. Uh, not really. Um, the AAC is a multi-bid league. Uh, 
Uh, a lot of that probably has to do with some of the cachet that Memphis has in the collegiate basketball world. I think we'd all agree with that. Um, obviously, UAB, North Texas going over there at some point. But I think the biggest thing for me outside of the money is, hey, it's 124 games a year at Louisiana Tech. Last three years been top three in the conference. You don't have anything to show for it. Personally, I can imagine that's very, very frustrating knowing that you are putting good basketball teams on the floor and, quite frankly, haven't been rewarded um, at the highest degree. So the second a 17-win season came along for Louisiana Tech, what would the fan base say? Oh, Eric Conkle, no NCAA tournament, just won 17 games, let's make a change. We get it, we understand it. I think that's why he moved on. Not that he had a fear of failing at Louisiana Tech. There, there's just a lifespan of jobs in collegiate athletics. He was in Ruston seven years, 153 games. Let's move on. Let's move to the next challenge. He does that. Eric Wood will now search for a new head men's basketball coach. You can join us, bleedtechblue.com. Promo code LATEC22. You can join us, 22 bucks for a entire year of premium access on the Tech Drive. Following day, Kenneth Lofton Jr. announces his intentions to enter the transfer portal. Whew, no, not transfer portal. Disregard that statement. Enter the NBA draft. He will not sign an agent. Uh, so he obviously has the opportunity to come back. We'll see what happens with that over the next month or two. But that's where that stands in terms of Louisiana Tech's all-conference USA forward. Kenneth Lofton Jr. averaged 16 points, 10 rebounds a game as a sophomore this past season. So where do we stand Louisiana Tech basketball as we enter into the offseason? Obviously got to find a new head coach. And then the attention turns towards the roster. Uh, Keiston Willis, Pop Bradford, David Green. Feels like they'll probably stick around. They've already transferred once, so if you transfer again, you got to sit. Can't imagine that that's too appealing to them or to other programs in this era where free transfers are allowed. Beyond that, Isaiah Crawford coming off a second ACL injury. We mentioned Kenneth Lofton Jr. is in the NBA draft. Uh, Kobe Williams, a fourth-year guy. What does he decide to do? Uh, then there's the younger guys, Caleb Stewart, uh, Kenny Hunter, uh, some of the Taron Williams, some of those guys that didn't play huge minutes this past season. Uh, what did they decide to do? But none of the Louisiana Tech uh, players to this point have entered the transfer portal. Uh, I think that's a sign of how tight-knit this program is. And then on top of it, B.B. Knight, Josiah McWright, two kids signed out of the high school ranks uh, are expected to be in this class. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, once Eric Wood tabs his new head coach. Like I said, come on over to BleedTechBlue.com to get the latest on that front. Shifting to baseball. Last time we talked, Bulldogs season hadn't even started on the diamond. Tech now 15-6 and six overall, 2-1 and one in the conference, coming off a big win, 7-6 to six over LSU. The other night down in Baton Rouge, 12-inning affair, uh, I went to bed at 12 o'clock at midnight. I'm an old man. Don't like staying up till 12. Had to get up at 5.30 is what it is. We move on with life. Big win. Lane Burroughs, Diamond Dogs, Kyle Krigger. I see you. If you ain't following Kyle Krigger in college baseball, he's a top 10 closer in the country. He, I would say at this point, he's been an All-American. No, no exaggeration. He's allowed two earned runs, 21 in the third innings, punched out 26. 
I can tell you one thing, Jay Johnson's club doesn't want Kyle Krieger stepping on that bump against them anytime here in the near future. The 15-6 and six start. Obviously, there was a one rocky um, four-day period. Two-lane doubleheader at Nichols at Southeastern. You play four games in four days. You lose all four. And it kind of let a little bit of the air out of the balloon after you started 5-0. and oh. Uh, got to five and four. Uh, this team can't hit. They can't pitch. Uh, their defense, yeah, they're not great on defense. But hey, it's a good baseball team. Bounce back. Take two or three of McNeese. Beat Southeastern in the midweek. Sweep Lance Bergman because we're better than the Astros. Beat Houston Baptist. Score 40 runs. Uh, limit the Huskies to only five. Beat ULM in the midweek. What's new? And then you take two of three at UTSA. And quite frankly, you shouldn't have won one of them. Good teams win games they're not supposed to win, whether you like it or not. And now you beat LSU the other night. You're 15-6, and 2-1 in the league. FIU comes to Ruston on Friday night. What is this Tech team? Uh, I'll be honest here for a sec. I think they're better offensively than I thought they were going to be. You, uh, you might not like how they do it. It might not be the prettiest. They might strike out sometimes too much. Uh, but they got an All-American at the top of the lineup, Taylor Young. He's got 16 extra base hits in 21 games. Uh, he's got a 524 on base percentage, and oh yeah, he stole eight bases as well. And oh yeah, he only has two or three errors at shortstop. Cole McConnell hitting 359. McConnell rakes. Isn't that what I like to say? Puts the barrel on the baseball more often than not and accumulates a lot of hits. Still Netterville hitting 299. Uh, it's had some tough at bats the last couple of games. Probably getting into some deeper, too deep of accounts uh, that he probably needs to be a little bit more aggressive offensively early. Phil Matulia hitting 285 homers, 19 RBIs. Uh, uh, kind of struggled here lately. Hit the big two run homer on Saturday against UTSA to win the series. That was a pretty big swing for the left handed power hitting left fielder. Uh, beyond that, George Corona really struggling, hitting 229, 639 OPS. Don't like to see it. Uh, he's pressing in a draft year. Wade Elliott, he's hitting 254, 858 OPS, 382 on base. I don't hate it. Doing a good job down the nine hole. Logan McLeod doing his job, 372 on base, only one error at third base. Got to get more production from the bottom portion of the lineup. When the top portion of the lineup, the, the Youngs, the McConnells, the Matulias, the Netterville, when those guys aren't raking, we got to get some more production bottom half of that lineup for your Louisiana Tech offensively. On the mound, um, Jonathan Fitcher been really good, 4-0 on Friday nights, five starts, 360 RAs, had one bad start. Everybody wants to flip out. Who cares? He's an All-American. Kyle Krieger mentioned him, All-American. Landon Tompkins been really solid in the back end. He's good, one or two inning guy, 1.86 ERA. Jackson Lancaster probably uh, been a much bigger piece of this bullpen than was probably expected. Uh, 19 and two thirds, he's punched out 30. That's elite. 3.20 ERA, he has walked 13. Tone it down a little bit, Jackson Lancaster. Uh, Anthony Gianetti, Ryan Harlan, two freshman pitchers. 12 and a third innings of work. They've allowed one on run, punched out 10, only walked one, allowed eight hits. Hey, Ron Harlan was given the ball the other night in the fifth inning in a messy situation at LSU. He's a Baton Rouge kid. Uh, probably dreamed of playing at the box. 
Lane Burroughs said, go get us some outs. And uh, Ryan Harlan did his job of getting Louisiana Tech back in the dugout, giving themselves a chance to win. Both those guys, Giannetti, Harlan, tremendous job early in the year. Where has Tech struggled on the mound? Ryan Jennings, Jared Worf have not performed up to their capabilities. Um, am I concerned? Not, not terribly concerned. Uh, probably more concerned about Worf than Jennings, knowing that he had the shoulder issue in the preseason. Jennings looked pretty good the other night against LSU, if I were to guess. I know he's not slated to be in the rotation this week, <clears throat> this weekend against FIU. But <clears throat> I would say he probably gets to start on Sunday. Uh, both those guys, pound the strike zone, force contact, let your infielders, let your outfielders make plays. You'll be a lot better off for it. Uh, I'll repeat this. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Louisiana Tech is not going anywhere in the postseason if Ryan Jennings and Jared Worf are not some of their, uh, we'll say the two of their top seven pitchers. Like it, hate it, I don't care. They're not going anywhere without Ryan Jennings, without Jared Worf. There's too much talent in those right arms for Louisiana Tech to not go anywhere or to go anywhere without those guys. Upcoming, you get FIU this weekend, Dallas Baptist at home next week, road trip to Southern Miss. Yes, we got to go see you, Dusty Dickerson. Please pray for the Bulldog faithful uh, as they have to come in contact with old Dusty Dickerson and the Golden Eagles here in a couple of weeks. Shifting to the gridiron, Sonny Cumbie and his Louisiana Tech football team began Spring practice on March 22nd. That was this past Tuesday afternoon. Uh, also practice Thursday. They'll go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday throughout the duration of the spring. Uh, as they get 15 practices this spring, I believe the spring game is on Mar- April the 23rd. Uh, so a little little under a month now before uh, the Bulldogs will play that spring game inside Joey Stadium. But uh, a couple of things that are uh, news, notes, uh, things that I've noticed throughout the first two days of practice. Uh, really energetic. Uh, Sonny Cumbie brings the life, the energy. He's 90 to nothing all the time. He has so much enthusiasm, and really the pace of practice reflects his energy and his relatedness to the players as far as they get after it, man. like They have a lot of fun. They get a lot of work done. Uh it appears to me from the naked eye that the kids have really taken to the coaches in a great manner. Um, but listen, he demands he, he demands and has high, high, high expectations. So you don't you don't get away with too much without getting a little extra conditioning in uh, if drills aren't being run properly, if you're not executing in the fashion that Sonny Cumbie and his staff expect. Quarterback, everybody wants to ask about quarterback. Uh, Matthew Downing, TCU transfer, Parker McNeil, Texas Tech transfer, Landry Liddy, freshman, Calvary Baptist, State, Louisiana State Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, I kind of handicapped in a three-horse race. Potentially, Luke Anthony can be involved. He he returned to practice on Thursday. But I think it's a three-horse race. Downing, McNeil, Liddy, all three guys have done some good things first couple of days. We'll continue to watch that play out here over the next couple of weeks or so. Um, looking at the rest of the roster, concerns for me. Linebacker, four scholarship linebackers. You also only have four 
scholarship or five scholarship cornerbacks at this point. From a number standpoint, that's a concern. I would imagine Louisiana Tech potentially adds uh, a few more guys out of the transfer portal at linebacker and in the secondary here. Uh, you know, maybe sometime this spring into the summer. Uh, we'll see how all of that goes. But all in all, Sonny Cumbie and his staff continue uh, to work during their first spring at Louisiana Tech. Like I said, if you get an opportunity to come out uh, this weekend or, you know, either Tuesday, Thursday, or on a Saturday, uh, don't hesitate to do so. It's a, it's a tremendous time. It's fun to watch those guys work. Uh, so if you get a chance, join us, bleedtechblue.com, only $22. For an entire year of premium access, you use the promo code LAHTECH2022. We'd love to see you over on the Tech Drive at BleedTechBlue.com. Thanks for listening to the Bleed Tech Blue Podcast. I'm the publisher, BC Ben Carlisle. We'll see you!